street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. Please follow me on Twitter at MagnaBosco or on Facebook and YouTube at MagnaBosco210. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Jesus exhibit. Yeah, any questions you have? We have nine panels around all the different topics, and mm. all of my friends are standing by them to answer questions. That is fantastic. Yes, yes. Hey, what's going on? Oh, hi. Good. How are you? It's good to see you. Good to see you too. Yes, sir. What are y'all doing today? Hey, your backpack. Oh, we're, we're here oh thank you. Uh, you could try it. It's kind of, it's kind of tight. You got it. What are y'all doing today? Preaching. Preaching it. Preaching. And then uh, the people by all the signs are willing to do interviews? They're willing to have conversations? No. No. no, no. Why not? They're focused on talking to other people. Not me? Not you, yeah. Why so, is that? I don't know. I, I just really wanted to be talking to young costumes. You're discriminating against me because of my age? Is that it? No, no. <laughs> I love you, Anthony. But I know that they'll be drawn into a conversation that'll be lengthy. Oh no, I'll, I can keep it brief. Okay, no, it's okay. I, I'd rather them talk to other people. Yeah, you have a freedom to try though, but they, but, they, but they will say no. I hope these students watch the tizzy that their leaders go into when they see me there. I, I really hope that they observe that and look at it as if, what's the big deal? Why won't they let that guy ask me questions? Why are they trying to interfere with his ability? Why are they trying to shut him down? If I saw that, I would start wondering if I was being lied to. Now, I can only imagine what they're saying to go along with that. Like there might be some other things that they accuse me of, I suppose, to demonize me or to vilify me, I suppose. I'm not privy to that, but. I am a little curious if they're doing anything else to dissuade people from talking to me. Do they use Christianese? Uh, that fellow is lost. He's beyond repair. He has a reprobate mind. He loves his sin. Don't talk to him. It's conceivable that Anthony is Satan himself on our campus. Hello. How are you? Do you have time for a short interview? Yes. Thanks for stopping. Appreciate it. Yes. Pardon me? I like saying yes. You like saying yes? Yeah. Okay. Well, I do interviews with people where we select a claim that you think is true or. Okay. Yeah, to a certain degree of confidence. Okay. And then challenge you with questions to see how you could be so sure. Okay. You want to do that? Do yeah, that let's interview? Do it. Okay. Are you okay if I record it? Yeah, go for okay. it. Okay, and I think you're sitting in a good spot too because the the sun is beating down. Oh, excuse me, I almost knocked him over. I'm so sorry. I got another one up here if that's okay. That's fine. Okay, what's your first name? Axel. My name is Anthony. Nice to meet you. Pleasure. How do I spell your first name? A-X-C-L. Cool. What keeps you busy here? Oh, uh, you know, biology, you know. Nice. Is that your major? Pre-dental, yeah. Pre-dental. So, so hmm. biology, but a pre-dental. Oh, okay. Kind of thing. Cool, yeah. cool. I was actually just trying to coordinate an appointment with uh, one of my family members. Uh, they need some work done on their teeth. Yeah. 
Oh. And it's 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 been this nightmare trying to coordinate exactly when we're both available so we can go and get get, yeah. it, get it done. Are you studying to be a dentist then? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. How did you get interested in that? You could say by personal, you know, anecdotes, you know. Ever since I was a kid, you know, I would see people that would struggle with, you know. Those issues. Yeah, you know, and they, hmm. they couldn't afford it. I mean, I was like, why not try to help those people? Very through, nice. I mean, some people do it through insurance fraud, but I mean, I what? might as well. <laughs> you know, a lot of dentists, that's... They, really? Yeah, dentist fraud is one big thing they have. One of the motivations for getting into this field was that you want to help people? Yes. Yeah. Underrepresented. Nice. Very nice. Is there a particular claim that we can explore together? Something that you, so, you think is true and you act out okay. on it. Uh, I can give you some examples I, if you need examples. Did I give you examples already? I may have actually thrown a couple your way. Maybe you think karma is real. Perhaps you think the earth is flat. Maybe you're sure, you know what, I, I get married and start having kids. There's no way I'm giving them vaccines. That causes autism. Okay. Um, or it could be anything along those lines, pretty much. Gun laws. Mm. should not be implemented to a certain extent, you know. Semi-rifles, gun you know, laws that should, shouldn't that should be... be up to the owner if they want to buy guns. It shouldn't be the okay. government. It's your claim that individuals should be allowed to decide what they want to purchase with regards to guns. Yes. The government Regardless should have no say. Based on the Second Amendment. Yeah. Based on the Second Amendment, okay. If Americans all decided to modify the Second Amendment, okay. using the rules set aside from our founding fathers in order to do that, yeah. would you then go with whatever modifications are made to the Second Amendment? I, to, I mean, I don't think anyone's ever changed the Constitution, so I don't think I would. An amendment. Okay. As I yeah. understand it, there's some process in place where there is. Our, our elected officials, I think, can... That wouldn't change my mind, though. That would. Okay, even if we altered the United States Constitution and made an amendment using yeah. the processes set up for us to do it legally, and we change the rules to say, this isn't up to individuals to make the decision. We, we need to have a component where there's a government uh, step or process before anyone could just run out and buy anything. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't change your view that you think that individuals should be allowed to make the call. Yeah. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So is it dependent at all on what the Second Amendment says? No, honestly, it's it's more on someone's beliefs. You know, mm. Whether they believe, you know, I mean, external factors, you know, school shootings, someone could easily, you know, have that idea that guns are violence and, you know, they shouldn't be around that. Yeah. So, of course, they would go against the Second Amendment, against the idea of owning guns. Okay. But if you believe in, you know, the right to bear arms, you know, and personally, yeah, personally, independent of any doc, in, document. Yeah, independent of a document. It's just to support mm. the idea. Yeah. The document. Yeah. If I understand right, your position that everyone should be allowed to buy whatever gun they want is your own personal view. And it might be based on something else other than what the U.S. Constitution happens to say about it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Why do you actually hold the view? If it's not, well, it's the law that we can just get whatever gun we want. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm knocking everybody these days. Yeah. I, need, I need like a little orange cone right there so people don't walk through there maybe. Yeah, something around, yeah. But, what? 
Why do you hold the view then if it's not dependent on what the law of the land happens to say on it? I guess based on safety, you know. I'm at my mm -hmm. home, I believe I should have protection to myself and my family. Personal protection and safety? Yeah. Okay. Most importantly, that is the number one reason why. Okay. Personal protection in one's household. Yep. Just in case these situations arise. Mm -hmm. Is it your view that the more, the more people that have weapons in their home, the better it will be with regards to personal protection and safety? Don't let me put words in your okay. mouth if that's not the case. Okay. Individually, you know, if, mm. if you take that outside, that's, that's beyond someone's control. But inside, that, that does increase protection of that household. If your son mm. happens to get a gun and mm. has mental illness or something, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. Last question, maybe, and then you can ask me where I stand on your claim okay. or any, more about what I'm doing. Yeah. If it could be demonstrated to you, to your satisfaction, that having guns in homes for personal protection and safety is resulting in more deaths that would normally occur if they didn't have the weapon in the first place. Okay. Like if we looked at 10 years yeah. of statistics or something, would you be open to changing your mind on your position that everyone should have guns if they want them? I don't think I would. I think that's a matter of the reason. Okay, let's let's look at why that's happening. It's increasing death. And let's look at the mm. factor. You know, if it's mental illness or whatever is going on. You know, violence. You know, anger management. Whatever's going on in that field. But I do believe that one should have protection in their house, mm -hmm. regardless of what the statistics show of the consequences of death. Regardless of what the statistics show regarding the consequences of the number of deaths, you'd still adhere to the idea that people should be allowed to purchase whatever weapons they want, even if deaths in the United States drastically went up. If they drastically went up, we would have to reconsider why. Mm. What guns... Okay. And we would be like, okay, let's limit this type of gun. Mm. So now the question is, what is drastic? How many people die every year in the United States roughly from guns? Do you, know, do you happen to know the statistic? I think like 25,000. Mm -hmm. I was going to say 30, 33, but, yeah, but uh, around, yeah. I'll go with your 25,000. We could look it up later. If that number could drop to 5,000 per year, would it be worth instituting some rules to actually decide what type of weapons people should be allowed? Oh, yeah, I'd be completely for it. Huh. I'd be completely for it. Okay, so your view is actually dependent on personal protection and safety, right? Like, if, if people were, were less safe and getting harmed or killed because we l allowed people to buy whatever freaking gun yeah. they wanted to buy, you would actually be concerned about the number of deaths yes. and want to cut back a little bit, I suppose. Yeah, it uh. just make sure you have something as a sort of protection. I mm. don't care if it's a desert eagle or something, just mm -hmm. something as mm. a protection. Okay. Yeah. That was cool. Can I give you one of my cards? Yes. Do you have any questions for me? My name is yeah. Anthony. What is this for? Is this a... Well, I'm doing street epistemology and okay. I'm, doing, I'm doing the initiated version of it okay. where you actually ask somebody to stop and talk with you yeah. and share a view. And then, uh, and then question them okay. to get to what's really propping it up. Yeah. And I think we learned something really interesting there. I don't know if you, if you remember what it is or not. Protection in mind. 
protection and safety seem to be more important than the laws of the land. Right. Yeah. 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 The underlying that, that's, reason why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it seems like no matter what the law says, whether it allows anyone to buy whatever gun they want, or it's very restrictive, and like you have to go through, I don't know, three years of background checks before you can, you're allowed to buy a pistol or something, that uh, your view is really not dependent on the law. It's dependent on maybe the, the harm that it can cause. Anyways, this dialogue helped me get a better idea of your views, and maybe it's actually helped you get right, a better yeah. idea of your own views. Right, yeah, it does. Yeah. You dive deeper into your brain. Exactly. So I gave you a card. Oh, would you like to have one of these three pieces? It's a little stress ball squishy thing. Perfect, yeah, I mean. Do you want to take you. one of them? Can you I'll just take, take yeah, one piece? I'll take one. And then uh, when you get time, if you want to come back for the other two, you can build up oh, a set. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Did you have any more questions for me? No, sounds good. I, I, I've seen you around. I've just, mm -hmm. I thought it was just some project or something. A what, project? A like, I don't know, video recording? Yeah, I've got three cameras going on. Oh, okay. So I, I like to record these conversations so that people who are struggling with dialogues about gun control, for example, might be able to look at this exchange and say, oh, I want to try that approach when I go back to talk to my dad, who's going on about amending the Second Amendment because guns are dangerous or something, or maybe taking your position that, hey, everyone can buy whatever gun they want. And so maybe they can actually have a better, more productive conversation. So that's why I like to record so it. It comes down to anecdotes, like personal experiences, why they believe. It depends. I mean, really? some, some people think that they have evidence to back up their position. Oh, okay. Let's see, yeah. There's, yeah. There's fallacies in what I believe. All right. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Take care now. Bye-bye. Oh, good little talk there about gun control. The Street Epistemology Podcast is a production of Street Epistemology International. You can donate or learn more about this nonprofit organization at streetepistemologyinternational.org. The views, guests, and topics expressed here or not expressed here do not necessarily represent those of the organization. 